Good morning once again. So great to see everybody out early this morning. A long time ago, there was another group that was out early in the morning. And I want to read you the story from Luke, the 24th chapter. And you know, sometimes I think just reading the story itself, just recounting it and letting it speak for itself is so powerful. And that's what I want to do here this morning. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, certain women came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened." Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and the people, and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, 
but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory? And beginning at Moses and the prophets, he expounded to them all, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then as they drew near to the village where they were going, and he inclined that he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that, they, that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. And now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and he ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You know, I don't, I don't know if, if you feel this way yourself, but I know that for myself, when I read these accounts, it just, the truth of it just resonates with me. It, it just, you know, it just has that ring of truth. And, and of course, there, there are many that are skeptical, and there are many that have suggested that, well, you know, this story was just made up. But to me, it seems that if you just read it and just kind of take it for what it is, the idea that it is made up just doesn't really make sense. 
if the resurrection were not true, the story would have never been told like this. It is far too honest to be made up. You know what I mean? As you're reading through it, you think, now, if they were making up this story, would they have talked about their own doubts? Would they have talked about the fact that they were frightened when they first saw Jesus? Would they have said that even after he showed himself to them, they still didn't really believe? You know, if, if you were making up a story that you wanted people to believe, it doesn't seem to me like you would let them know that you were struggling with believing yourself. So as I, as I read through it, it just, it has that ring of truth. If the resurrection were not true, no one would have made it up because it's clear no one expected it to happen. See, that is something that comes across when you read the accounts of the resurrection, whether it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. It becomes obvious that the apostles, they had no idea that Jesus would rise from the dead. This was as big a shock to them as it was to anybody They did not expect it to happen. But listen, it wasn't just the apostles that didn't expect it to happen. People don't realize this, but the reality is no one in the ancient world believed in a bodily resurrection as it is described here. No one believed this. The Greeks did not believe it. The, the various other pagan groups did not believe anything like this. And even the Jews, although they believed in a resurrection, they did not believe in a singular resurrection. They believed in a collective re- uh, resurrection. They believed that uh, on the last day that there would be a great resurrection. But the idea that one person would rise from the dead to never die again, this was completely unheard of in the ancient world. So if the resurrection were not true, they couldn't have made the story up. If the resurrection were not true, the dejected followers of Jesus would have gone back home and back to their lives as they were before. Because, again, we see in the account they had already given up hope that Jesus was the Messiah. And Cleopas expressed it as we read it there. When Jesus asked them, Why, what are you talking about as you're walking along and you're so sad? And you remember there, he said, who are, are you a stranger? Don't you know the things that have happened? What things, Jesus said. The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, the prophet mighty in deed and word. And he said this, And we thought that he was the one to redeem Israel. They thought past tense. They had now concluded that he must not have been because he was crucified. He died. So if there was no resurrection, 
there certainly could not have been any basis for them to carry on with promoting Jesus as a savior. If there was no resurrection, their hopes were completely shattered and there would be no reason whatsoever for them to regain any kind of hope. They never would have left their families, their homes, their businesses. They never would have risked their lives. They never would have ultimately, as many did, given up their lives for something that wasn't true, and they would have known that it wasn't true. You see, just the the idea that they made it up, it just doesn't make sense. If the resurrection were not true, there would be no explanation for the millions upon millions of lives that have been transformed by the gospel down through the ages. You know, this is a fact that it's hard to get around. To me, it's an indisputable evidence of the reality that Jesus has risen millions upon millions, and I don't know, maybe we could even stretch it to billions, of lives have been transformed. Millions, maybe billions of people over the years have been given hope when there was no hope. They have turned from hate to love when there was no change really in circumstances that would have lent to that. They've gone from being self-centered and destructive individuals to being other-centered and loving and helpful and all of those things that have happened. But you see, if the resurrection didn't really happen, those things are inexplicable. We have no real explanation for them. And yet they've happened. Finally, if the resurrection were not true, there would be absolutely no reason for us to be here today. Think about that. If this story wasn't true, For one, it never would have reached to us today. We're talking about 2,000 years. That's a long, long, long time. And can you imagine a story that wasn't even true? Having an impact like it's had all throughout history, bringing us right down to this very morning? It seems to me that if the story were not true, it never would have reached us. If the story were not true, we would not be here today. Because after all, no one's forced you to be here. No one has bribed you to say that this is true. Jesus rose from the dead. No one would harm you if you chose to reject this message. There's no coercion involved. There's no manipulation involved. We are all here because we've chosen to be here. We are all here 
Because we, like they, believe it to be true because we, like they, have seen the risen Lord. That's the reality, isn't it? We've seen him. Oh, we might not have seen him in his physical body. We haven't been able, like, like Thomas was encouraged to do, to reach out and touch the wounds in his hands and in his side. We haven't sat on the shore and had breakfast with him, but we have met him. In a million different ways, we've met him. And he's touched our lives. And he's given us hope in the place of despair. And he's replaced the darkness in our lives with his glorious light. And he's exchanged a heart full of bitterness and even hatred in some cases and given us a heart full of mercy and love. And there's no explanation for these things apart from the resurrection, that Jesus Christ is alive. And so we are here today because he lives. And because he lives, we live also. And we, like they, we have been given that living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have a living hope today. Our world is not a hopeless world as it is to some. Our lives are not hopeless as they are to some. Oh, they have been, but they are no longer. And that is because the resurrection is true, just as the story tells us it is true. And so, Lord, we thank you that this simple story this story that's so authentic. Lord, everything about it just rings true. It resonates with us that this really happened. Even though there are aspects of it that are definitely strange because people don't rise from the dead. But you did. Because before you ever died, you said you would. And your word that extended back centuries promised that you would. That you would be delivered up because of our offenses, but you would be raised up for our justification. And so, Lord, we thank you today that you have justified us, that you have declared us to be righteous in your sight, that you've given us new life, that you've given us 
abundant life, that you've given us eternal life, and that you have done all of this by rising from the dead. We praise you, we thank you, and we worship you today. Amen.